Yes. Welcome to the Crap Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey, it's the Wells over there. Hi. Hi. I'm tired. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm here. You know, it's a Monday. Things are finally back to normal. I'm not traveling like crazy anymore, so that's nice. Goody, goody. Yeah. Oh, we have new coasters? Yeah. What's up with this? Sorry, I just noticed. Uh, the wife bought them at the Sleepy Poet. This is like, not even small talk. This is like, can, whoa. Can you bring in the coasters? Because you're not using them. I'm like, sure. I don't even think anybody's going to notice. Clearly, I was in the wrong. Never have you been so wrong. That's right. So, Walls, I know you have actually gone on a pretty big adventure, Jeff, really quick. You done anything? Because we know I haven't. I, I, I went across the border, went into South Carolina, and uh, hit up a, an old uh, haunt of mine that I used to visit a lot more often when I was kind of, when work was kind of a little more in that direction. to go that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, you know, I wouldn't go there all the time, but, you know, it's occasionally would go. And, um it's always neat to see stuff on the other side of the border because they carry the higher ABV things, you know? And so it was like, kind of like I, I was trying to figure out how long it had been since I'd been there. And then, um, I got my answer because they had Upland Sours on the shelf from 2017. And I remember when they got them. So, you know, it's been six years since I've been in there and, uh, you know, that's, that's okay. I mean, and so, and then I started noticing these other beers and I'm like, I kind of remember, Oh yeah, that's still the same. That's literally the same beer. Oh man, um, and I was all excited because uh, we saw I saw some six packs of Coast Brewing's um, Hop Art IPA oh, and yeah. the Boy King Double IPA, and I texted Josh. I'm like, "Hey man, you want to split split these and and you know because they're like three weeks old." And he was like, "Yeah," and then I left him at home. Sorry about that. That's okay. Completely forgot one job, uh, but I, you know, in in fairness, I mean it's. It's a little bit of throwback in memory lane. It's right. You're not missing a lot. Yeah. I'm not, you know, other than the nostalgia factor. It's yeah. Which it's, that was something you and I talked about quite a bit. Was that, I so. mean, you know, and it's kind of like, I, and I was telling that story about, you know, higher ground a couple weeks back. And it's interesting because I don't feel like the recipe for hop art has changed. Right. Probably or, right. or boy King for that matter. You know, I mean, they're, right. they're, they're still good, but it's just not where the scene is today. So, yeah. you know, like we, we were kind of cracking on um, Sam Adams and New Belgium for reformulating some of their recipes. And, I, you know, maybe and sometimes it does make sense. Yeah. Although in today's world, you just roll out something new and people buy that. But Oh, yeah. The it new was shinies. a shame. I, I got real excited for a second. I saw a bunch of Creature Comforts. All of their hoppy stuff was like four months old. I was so frustrated. Oh, but, what a bummer. Eh, you know, it is what it is, uh, you know. Still bought a bunch of stuff, and it was good times. Cool. All right, well, uh, regale us on your beer journey. I'm going to try to make this as quick as I can. Okay. I've taken notes. Okay. No uh, need to rush. Did a little road trip from Charlotte up to Indianapolis, uh, passed through Knoxville, spent some time in Indianapolis. Okay. Didn't so really have very much. Yes. The important question. What? Did you stop at Bucky's? Uh, I have been to Bucky's three times in two weeks. Okay. The first, Looky there. Uh the second time I did not go inside because the first time was enough for me. Okay. Right. And Sorry. the third time I know that's not beer related was, at all. But. No. That I think the third time is gonna be my last time ever at a Bucky's. Oh. I'm just over it. Okay. It's, it's a it's a gas station Disney World. It's a lot. It's too much. So, okay. Stopped off in Knoxville on my way up and hit up Zool X U L. Was there was Dana there? 
I did not see Dana, only Zool. Okay. Okay, um, so very curious. Holy sh- cow, yes. Yeah. Very curious question, though. After our, our kind of negative experience... You at, mean after they objectively had my least favorite two beers yeah, at that at beer, a beer festival? festival. So what made you decide to stop there? I've been drinking them just occasionally, like, oh, they have a West Coast IPA. How bad can it be? It it started out with me hate drinking it and being like, no, this is really, really, really good. Okay. So after having Zool three times in the last couple of months, uh, you know what? Let's just stop off there. I had a great time. Okay. I brought cans. Yes, you did. I'm, I really am impressed with the tap room. Damn impressed with the burgers they have there. So did they turn the corner for you? Are they trustworthy now? I think what they brought to that festival could have been them just trying to unload some trendy shit. Okay, fair enough. So all the clean beers that I've had were top-notch. We're going to be drinking several of them uh, next show looking at this lineup. So Zool was cool. All right. Got up to Indianapolis. Did not have very much time in Indy. Uh, did make it to Upland, Metazoa, and Sun King, and disappointed by all three. Okay, oh. I was gonna say so. The one of those three, a listener to the show recommended. Sorry, when, it was it was a dog park. Okay, I mean it really was. That's it, a bummer. It had rained. Um, there oh. were four tables that I just could see without like moving around too much. Four tables that had twelve dogs oh. at them. Um, I mean, there literally is a dog park outside. So I, it was my fault by you know going there on a rainy day. Right. It was a lot. The beers were, we'll have one on the show. Um, okay. It was good enough for me to be like, I should just bring back proof for that I went. Sun King was just, I did not like Sun King. Okay. I, the, the hazy IPA that I had was just almost offensively bad. Probably the worst beer I had on the, no, second worst beer I had on the trip. Ooh. Their their barrel aged barley wine was really tasty, okay. but sadly no crowlers, no cans. Cool, fine. On to Nashville. Now we don't have family, and it's just me and the girlfriend, and we can hit up. Well, let's start with Southern Grist. I didn't right. know much about those guys, and I have brought beer from Southern Grist before. Okay, we've had it on the show. Some well, that's cool. Years I don't ago. know that much about those guys. Fair enough. So. Uh, went to the East Nashville tap room and I would have liked to stay longer except their kitchen was closed when we went in staffing issues and all that stuff. We needed food really bad. Um, otherwise I would have stayed there for at least another hour or two. Okay. Uh, popped over to tailgate, which was nearby said they had pizza. Uh, my least favorite brewery that I went to in Nashville. Okay. And that's only because the other breweries that I went to in Nashville were awesome. Barrique for starters. Okay. Every single one of their beers has been aged in barrels or fooders, except for their West Coast IPAs. They tried that and they're like, we didn't get the extraction that we wanted. And it's just a pain in the butt and this, that, and the other. I planned on staying there for about an hour, hour and a half. It was Three hours. Wow! And if I wasn't <laughs> That's a so, good sign. but if I wasn't so pressed again for food, I would have stayed there all night because we walked there from the hotel. Impressive. Uh, cannot recommend Barique. B a r r i q u e. I hope I'm. Sp- uh, you cannot pronouncing that them? right. Can't recommend them enough. Okay, there we go. Um, okay, my my favorite brewery that that I went on these travels uh, went to Smith and Lentz. I've heard okay. from. 
uh, Southern Grist and Barrique that their pizza and their beer were just absolutely amazing. Okay. Uh, I've there's been... one thing that Wells loves is pizza at a brewery. Am I right? Right. Right. Hey, look. So I didn't have the pizza that <laughs> night because I was kind of pizzaed out. I have been back since. We'll get to that in the show too. Uh, but Smith and Lentz, it's nothing but just well-made beer. I think the highest ABV thing that I saw there was six and a half. Okay. So no matter what I drank, everything that I've had there, I've had four beers in the last two visits. Love those guys to pieces. Nice. Uh, there are they're now a must visit for me in That's Nashville. Awesome. And then I went to the Monday night location since Monday night has moved out of uh, just the two Atlanta spots. I know they're getting ready to open a spot in Charlotte, but Monday night uh, it's this old like factory that they've like upfit and everything. It was a little hard to find because it's in the back of a construction zone where they're kind of like building up some new apartment complexes, but could not be more impressed with that spot as well. Um, yeah, and if you want to really quick call out our hypocrisy just for a second, because we do kind of make fun of some of these other breweries that do the same thing Monday night seems to be doing, but we like Monday night, so okay. we're like, hooray, celebration! Well, okay, but but also like, mon- okay, so so here's, well. I when it's your third th- location and not your 11th, it hits a little different. When it's your third fair, location fair. and not your eighth in the state, when it's your third location and your core lineup is still good. When it's your third location and you're not resorting to gimmicking every other beer. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair just, enough. I'm just saying. No, valid you know, points. I mean, valid we may points, see, but... you know, we may see, you know, blueberry crumble, coffee cake, king cake, oh, tears of my enemies, but. I'm know, out if that happens. Until then, like, you know. I'm out. So, yeah, the Monday Night Preservation um, tap room really enjoyed. Uh, I went back. Like this past weekend, so this was all two weekends ago. I went back okay. this past weekend to both Smith and Lentz and uh, Preservation. Uh, definitely, God, man, I kind of want to go back again this weekend. Um, and then, last but not least, had to stop through Knoxville one more time. Uh, hit up Balter. Didn't really know much about them, but honestly, between Balter and Zool, I'm kind of eyeing Knoxville as like a little mini weekend beer vacation. Okay. So just like a little three hour away from Charlotte, like let's just go check them out. Uh, just between those two and a zoo and some walking around downtown, I think I can make a good time out of it. Nice. So, so that's a lot. That is. That is. That's ten breweries in three days. That's what a I'd shit love time. to know is how how long those breweries had been open. Because what what I find interesting is that you know so you've got up you know you're talking about Upland and Sun King. They've been around for a while. Yep. Metazoa feels new-ish. Yeah. Zool and Smith and Wesson and these Smith other and Lentz. ones. <laughs> these other ones, I mean, you know, they all sound fairly new. Um, Southern Grist, I, I know they've been around for at least six years. But my point being, it's interesting that we've got these new breweries that are popping up that are just able to do it right away. Yeah. And I look at some of the breweries that open up, whether it's around here or, or elsewhere, and I just, like, I can't, I don't understand why you would want to open a brewery if you can't make beer that can even hang. It's almost like I wrote an article about that a few years ago. I don't read. It's okay. Readings for losers. Clearly. That's why I'm on a <laughs> podcast now. Prince is dead. 
going to start fitting in more Ghostbusters quotes for this uh, the show. But yeah, yeah, that was that. That's a lot of breweries in a short amount of time. So, how's we, your liver feeling? Oh, it, liver doesn't feel pain. Okay, and honestly, I was drinking enough water, and the beatings will continue that. until morale improves. Yeah, all right, pretty much. Um, yeah, Nashville is great. That's, I mean, I went back for other reasons, but I made sure to kind of steer my friends in a direction that's like, come on, y'all. Pizza at Smith and Lentz and beers at Monday night, and we'll find something else. But everybody enjoyed those two spots, so awesome. huge, awesome. huge wins there. Huge, huge. Speaking of, uh, I guess it's time for stories now. Yeah. Okay. Story let's time. let's start right off with speaking of breweries that open and might not be able to get it done. Um, I, I saw this article, and my first thought was, who? Yeah. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. Uh, So a brewery in Asheville is up for sale, Upcountry Brewing. They also have a location in Brevard. That location will remain open. I've never heard of these guys before. And I go to Asheville quarterly. I I consider myself decently versed in kind of what's going on. I've visited the majority of the breweries in Asheville, which is hard to do Mm because it seems like somebody else has opened up every time I'm there. I have no idea who these guys are and have never had any of their beers, which might so be it's a, your fault. Is what I I'm know. Hearing. I know. I'm sorry. It might be a reason why they're, uh, well, they're, they're closing. Their untapped stuff was real low too. So, mm. uh, yeah, typically you don't visit you if you're that low on average. Well, and especially in a market like Asheville, again, I go back to the whole question of if you can't hang, like I, I got to feel if you're looking at Asheville, especially Asheville, you want to open a brewery in Asheville. You're trying the other breweries around Asheville, and either you know your beer's going to hang, or why are you even bothering? Yeah. And I'm not saying you've got to be burial, but like being able to hang a little bit. Yeah. You know the the day of the cutesy spot that has a little bit of kitchen. It's just going to be like, you know, oh, and we're you know we're all in it for the arts and we're just a bunch of friends like okay cool but you're not going to stay open no there's too much competition now yep i mean i i I feel that way in pretty much any beer city especially here like there's some of these breweries that have opened up in the last couple of years where i'm just like why did you open yeah because you clearly were not ready and you're pushing your product out on the shelves (laughs) and i'm looking at it going like who's buying this why did you do this your beer is not great. Yeah. Now, you know, there's probably breweries out there that are probably pissed that I'm, you know, even daring to say your beer is not great. I'm not saying, again, like it doesn't have to be five-star, thirst trap, secondary market kind of beer. But like if, if, if you can't make a consistently solid beer, why are you bothering? I yeah. prefer my beer's liquid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, I don't know. This one here might be different. Uh, yeah. Stand a spoon up in it. I won't even say what I was going to say. I'm just going to bite my tongue about that comment. Speaking of biting my tongue. Yeah, fuck founders. I am not going to bite my tongue on this. Um, So let's pour one out real quick for Founders uh, Brewing. Uh, Their Detroit location has closed for the second time now in three years. Uh, The first time was in the wake of of a racial discrimination lawsuit, this, that, and the other. But this they, one was because of COVID, right? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So so oh, they so they reopened right? like after COVID, and it looks like they're closed again because 
another racial discrimination lawsuit and no. the, band, the tap room is shut this time for good. Um, y'all get your shit together. Quite, Although quite. I think they have their shit together and they're just like, cool, we're just going to be like racist. So like, um, what's a statute of limitations for how long you get to claim COVID as the reason you're shutting your doors? Right. That's I, and, and exactly I mean, what like I thought. It's, I'm being a little insensitive here. But I also know that's they're using that as a smokescreen for what really happened, um, allegedly. Okay, fine, whatever. But like, seriously, like, how long do you get to say, "Well, we just never recovered"? Well, I think the statute of limitations is still good because you know a lot of companies have accumulated a lot of debt trying to stay afloat. Maybe the business just didn't return. I get that. Like, I think COVID is still a, a still a valid reason, but not when you're owned by a multinational, like right. Spanish beer conglomerate that also owns Avery. Yeah. I, like I, that's where I fall. And that's where I have trouble with this story and them claiming COVID. And again, for the sake of argument, let's put the, Potential or, or, you know, alleged racial discrimination or the loss. Put that off to the side for a second. Right. <clears throat> You're telling me Founders isn't doing well enough to keep a tap room open? Yeah. Like, and it's not like they're, you know, high wire with, you know, 33 locations. Like. Yeah. And. Help me out here. Yeah. Bah. So, hey, look, I even prepared show notes this time. It's been a couple of years since I've done that because. I really wanted to hit on some very important parts. So the highlights of this uh, racial discrimination lawsuit says she was promoted to a part-time management program for purely optic purposes. Uh, other co-workers would harass her by intentionally mispronouncing her name. Um, other people, other all-white managers were able to oversee taproom event space, train employees. She was not allowed to do any of these things. She was the only one who, I'm just reading the article now, who worked additional shifts as a server, during which time she was compensated as a server and not a manager. Okay, so that's a labor issue. Wow. Uh, when she reported incidents to management, uh, she alleges she received uh, reduced hours as retaliation. Um, she worked as a part-time manager for nearly a year without moving up, while other white managers were promoted in far less time. Um, she complained about sexual harassment from another coworker. Company did nothing about it, but when a third coworker complained about that other person, they were immediately fired. So did everybody that left Boulevard go to Founders? I don't I just, know, man. I'm starting to wonder. Hold on, I need to rinse. But it's just this level of... You don't have to You've got like a, a, a documentation. Sorry, of I, I wanted to comment on that because you're sorry, Wells. I didn't mean to cut you off. What the fuck is going on over here? I am so confused. Like, seriously, did everybody that was just a piece of shit in the industry all decide to go work at Founders all of a sudden? I, I mean, know. it is Michigan. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. I, I'm just, I'm really frustrated with this. This, this. You know, a couple years ago and that other lawsuit where it's like, oh, I don't know if this employee is black or and having like a colored people's printer and all that shit like that was that just disgusted me. But yeah. now it's like, is this just the way y'all are? Because one incident can be isolated like, man, maybe that one former employee just really got fucked. 
But now if it's a second one and it's echoes of the same thing, and this is after they hired like a diversity coordinator who quit because she's like, nobody's listening to my ideas. Really? (laughs) I'm I'm just, I'm stupefied at this point. Yeah. Uh, As much as I really get opinionated about cancel culture in general. um, Look, you had your chance. You got your slap on the wrist. Yeah, I'm I'm with you both. I'm I, I not to say that I've bought anything founders in a long time, but it's well, now now I'm to the point where it's like, you know, if somebody brings up a founders, I'm like, "No, and here's why." Well, what sucks is like they make some good beer. Like I love their just plain mosaic IPA. Sure. I loved all day. There was some beers that I truly felt like I lost <laughs> out on because of the assholery that was going on over at that place. On that same token, there's a lot of good beer that gets made under the AB InBev umbrella. And for, you know, we, we've been vocal about not supporting them because right. of their horrible tactics uh, when it comes to the marketplace. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's because they're a bunch of racists or it's because, you know, they're a predatory company. Right. Like, you know, you got to find that line of what you're willing to be, what, what you're willing to turn a blind eye to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and I I, I want to make it abundantly clear. It's not like we all three of us in this room know this horseshit goes on all over the place. Yes. Yeah. This is not just a founders only type of an issue. This is an industry wide issue. Unfortunately. And it's just it. The sad reality of it is founders is big enough to get caught. At the end of the day. But it still sucks. It's a kick in the dick. Well, of- the second that somebody else gets caught like this, it's one thing to just like live in blissful ignorance and you suspect, but you don't know. But the second it's confirmed yep. that, like, ah, you know, I yeah. just vote with my dollar. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not going to fund a company that keeps getting popped with these racial discrimination lawsuits. Yeah, because where there's smoke, there's fire, man. Well, and, and, and I mean, for you specifically, because you, unlike Jeff and I, who do tend to still hit big box retailers, do you even see founders at the small places anymore? Uh, there was, oh, founders went on special okay. uh, at, at like Salud, uh-huh. right? Like they had, this was a week after the, like that first lawsuit, whatever came right. out. And they had, it was supposed to be like, like a Bells versus Founders event. And they canceled that and retooled it to like, oh, it's just going to be like some other sort of like anniversary party. They haven't served founders since. Okay. I mean, Jason's got ties to Michigan. Yeah, I was just saying, like, he's, a, he's a Michigan man. He's like, so. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. I and mean, the, the it, weird thing is, I, I don't, you know, it's been a hot minute since I've been to the big box, but I don't see, I like, I really don't see a ton of founders. But then again, I'm not looking for it. Right. I see all day. <laughs> Yeah, and and because that's a, has always been a big seller. I see KBS everywhere. Uh, yes, well, not everywhere. All the variants. But, of but it. if I'm seeing K, like any sort of founders, it's all day or KBS. KBS or CBS. Yep. I, saw, I saw some CBS too. And it's it like and it's and it cracked me up uh, the last time I saw it at at, uh, at the big box and they were like uh, twenty eight dollars for a four pack of twelve ounce bottles and I'm like, well, I wasn't gonna buy it even cheaper than that, but uh, definitely not buying it now. I almost had a moment of weakness last week. And I saw Founders bottles of Mango Magnifico on the shelf. And that's an Imperial Wheat with Mango and Habanero. And I love that beer. Yep. I love that beer so much. And I'm like, 
not today, not today, not today, Satan. But, but maybe, and I'd been thinking about it. Like I'm, like I still remember it. And and after this, it's like, well, it's just really easy for me to just keep on, keep it on. Yeah, I'm just disappointed. You know? Yeah, like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Kind of like this next story. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, but also not surprised. Yes. So if anybody wants to read a press release um, all about founder or not founders, fuck, uh, all about Highwire Brewing in Asheville opening up a, a new location, but this isn't a brewery. This isn't a tap room. This is a tiki bar and speakeasy that happens to be in the back of their original production facility. I thought we as a culture decided to move on past the speakeasy phase. Are we not done with that yet? Uh, apparently not. Okay, okay. Because I mean, I could have sworn we were done with that. They they still pop up. We've got a few here in Charlotte, and yeah, I mean, like I'm not saying there's no purpose for them, right. but like remember there was like oh like, yeah three years ago everything that was opening was like a speakeasy, and yep. I'm just like, you know, do we really need that many people with like you know twisted up mustaches and like well just, they all gotta go somewhere, Jeff. Ah, you're right. You're right. They, they all gotta a, work somewhere, man. They need a place too. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> now, as a liquor drinker, I'm I'm not into the tiki scene, um, and mainly that's because I like making cocktails at the house, and I don't have a lot of this fruit juice around. Plus, I just kind of like my drinks neat. Yeah, um, you don't or, want a or fifteen dollar juice. No, I don't. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I'm not going to make it at home, uh, I'm not really going to drink it. So tiki tiki really isn't for me. Uh, rum, I, I have a decent liquor selection at the house, but I don't have any rum. I don't think I've bought a bottle of rum in five years. Yeah. Uh, so again, this isn't for me, but the whole speakeasy thing. So check this out. To act, to access this bar, guests must venture through tanks and barrels of the brewery until they uncover the secret passage. And I'm sitting here like, um, um, doesn't like um, the TTV have a problem with people wandering into the production facility of breweries? Like. That's supposed to be off limits to the public, right? Uh, also, OSHA. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, what, what, what happens, happens if you get some caustic spilled on you or whatever? And yeah, what on. happens when you uh, turn your head to go say something to somebody, and then you turn back and come face first into the corner of you know some piece of stainless? Or yeah. what happens when the fir- the first time a drunk idiot grabs a hold of something on a bright a valve on a bright tank and opens it, and beer starts dumping out all over the place. Yeah, why are you going to have people literally walking through your production facility to get to some tiki bar? There was an attempt. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know what? Good luck. You know, at this point, you know, High Wire's kind of playing with house money. Yeah. Everything they open, everything they've done, like they don't show any signs of slowing down. No, so, I mean, you know, congratulations that on, on this endeavor. I wish you well. I, it's not for me, to Wells's point. Like, it's not my jam. I, I don't want us to sound like sour grapes assholes, like we're jealous. I mean, number one, we're not. We're not a brewery. We never have been. Wells has worked in the industry. Jeff and I were smart enough to stay away. Like, and I never had any ambitions of ever getting into it after I started learning people in, in the industry. I'm like, nope, I'm good doing my day job. Were you smart enough to stay away or did you just like money more than I did? Well, maybe a little both, but I'm <laughs> like, number both? one, y'all get paid shit and you got to work really fucking hard. This, nah, I'll s- stick with my cushy day job. Instead. I mean, there are perks, but perks don't pay the bills. Exactly. Uh, so I, I, I don't want it to seem like, you know, we're like jealous or anything of Highwire. It's 
in this room specifically, Highwire is one of those breweries that we kind of grew up with as a podcast. And watching them evolve, and now they've kind of evolved into this thing that I'm just not really interested in anymore. Like, I, I wish them the best. It, you know, I, I just don't fuck with their shit anymore. It loses its luster when this is their 11th location. Yeah. I... It, it's not special anymore. Right. There's something so beautiful about being able to like walk to like a one of one. Yes. And even with Monday night getting ready to open up, I, heck, it might even be their fifth location um, in Charlotte because I think they have one in Birmingham. I don't care. They still all feel yeah. so unique. Right. But the second they hit nine, yeah, uh, it's going to feel different. Like, yeah. There, there is a point where it's just like, I don't want to go there because I can go there anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like going to Weather Tolls, which I know, Jeff, you haven't been to yet. It's really special to me to, to go. There's only one other of these, and it's in Texas. It's sure. nowhere near here. Well, I mean, so, like, I am getting a very different, unique experience than if I'm hitting a what's turning into a chain of high wire. Tap You know, we'll go back to Salute for a second. Salute has had tremendous success. You know, all kinds of awards, all kinds of greatness, all kinds of acclaim. And like if there was another one in town, I just don't, you know, it's like Cabo yeah. Fish Taco. There's a second location of Cabo Fish Taco. Is there really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Would you even think about going to that? Yeah. Where is it? It's in Ballantyne. Ballantyne? Yeah. I honestly didn't know they had a restaurant. I've been there twice. Really? So oh, wow. Kind of, kind of kind of feel like I would Well, know. whatever, man. Like see, but, my Cabo Fish Taco is like two blocks away. Yeah, yeah. That's my point. So that's I mean cool. like yeah, but I mean like yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, other but there one comes a there. point like, you know, if you're on the you know, Ballantine well, South South End, South Park side of town, you know, you're just like, mm, I really want a fish taco. You're not I mean, especially for you, Wells, because you live so close to the other one, but you're not gonna go, you know, or or Amelie's is another good example. You know. The location of Noda, very awesome and unique. The one uptown, super cool, not quite as interesting. The one in Carmel, um, now we're kind of mailing it in, I think. It's uh, a copy of a copy. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you just, go. There you go. Just like Hickory Tavern. Like, you go to one, you've been to them all. You've been to them all. Like, you, you go to a Bucky's. <laughs> you've been to them all. Look, no, you son what? of a bitch. Okay, we're going to throw hands. <laughs> can we take a break? I need to throw hands. Yeah, like... Come on, where else can you go that has a actual legit smoker with brisket on the menu? Like, you ain't getting that at a gas station unless it's a Bucky's. And you know what? I can even buy a smoker. Yep. Yes. At, at, yes, you can. Yeah, cool. I, I made the mistake of going there on a Sunday afternoon after a Taylor Swift concert. Oh, and okay. So, so fuck me, right? So, so you played yourself. I could not have asked for a worse experience. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That, you knew it was trouble the second you walked in. Yeah, shame on me. Uh, all all right. right, last story up. Uh, Jeff, I, I specifically put this in here because I know, again, kind of early on in the show, you had some weird connection with people in Jersey about something, and Flying Fish was oh, one right, of those right, breweries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that, my buddy, yeah, my buddy Kevin uh, in, uh, yeah, Kevin up in uh, uh, New Jersey. I can't remember what sound it is now that I'm trying to uh, just sprung it on me. I wasn't prepared. No, not no. prepared at all. But yeah, we used to trade beer, and he would send flying fish. Yeah, and then uh, we which was always you know it was like always super fun beer. It wasn't all perfect or great, but right. I yeah. was going through and looked. At, I was like, flying fish sounds really familiar, and I was kind of skimming my untapped real quick. I'm like, oh yeah, we had these on the show. Cool. 
And then uh, they actually started like showing up at Total Wine. Like, yeah, kind of after. I, yeah, I feel like they had like got like a national contract, yep. kind of like Pike Brewing did. Yeah, and now um, I had not seen them in years. Of course, I hadn't even been to a. I can't honestly tell you the last time I stepped foot in a Total Wine. When I'm talking big box anymore, I'm talking like Harris Teeter. Like, yeah, okay. I I don't even go into Total Wines at all anymore. It uh, is interesting, and and I my one reason that I go in there is uh, I like buying the Firestone Walker anniversary bottles, and they're pretty consistent about having them. Okay. I mean, I could get that totally. I have, I have one of those in my fridge right now. It's totally. um, it's delicious. Oh, but yeah. I didn't buy it from Total Wine. No, that's fine. What I do like about Total Wine is if I want my uh, Firestone Walker anniversary bottles, I can go in there and probably pull a three-year vertical on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Because <clears throat> their shit's old. Yeah, that that is the good thing. If you were like trying to stout hunt and build a vertical... You can go to pretty much any total wine, and yeah. you could probably do that pretty easily. One-stop shop, three-year vertical, yeah. try me. It's kind of like, you know, they always talk about, like, you know, when, when there's, like, somebody, like, in the mob dies, and there's a power vacuum. Yes. Like, I feel like that's what happened here, except it was an old beer vacuum. Yes. You know, 201 Central, you know, ate dust, and Total Wine's like, ha-ha, we'll hold your beer. Forever. And I was going to say, the one time that I went to a 201 was with Wells because we had forgotten all the beer here and we were doing a show out near a hood. And I was just like, did we walk into a fucking (laughs) bank vault of of old beer? What is this? Makes me want to start singing, let's do the time warp again. But again, that's what I ran into when I went across the border. A bunch of new stuff, a bunch of crazy expensive stuff, and a bunch of really old stuff. stuff. Yeah, Like this, these, literally these bottles have been sitting here. For years. That's crazy. So, kind of speaking of, these bottles have been sitting here for years. I'd have to imagine that there's probably still some flying fish that's hanging out in uh, the Total Wine that's on Park Road. Again, haven't been there for a long time. But apparently, uh, they are no longer, and well, Kate May is... They're just getting bought. Yeah, Kate May is kind of taking over what was flying fish. I had flying fish the last time in 2014. I had to look it up, thanks on Tapped. And it was sub mid. Yeah. Then. Right. Like I'm I'm a little bit more picky now. Well, okay, so going back to my comment earlier about how are you a brewery trying to launch and you can't hang, I wonder if this was a case where, you know, maybe somebody looked at it and said, Hey, look, we gave it a good shot, but you know, we, we don't have the appetite to try to run with everybody anymore. I mean, I'd have to imagine in this day and age, like even twenty fourteen I'm trying to think. So who all was here local brewery-wise? Who was all here in 2014? Old Mecklenburg. I don't think Four Friends had closed. Okay. Birdsong, Triple C, Noda. Okay. So, I mean, we had local options. Right. So, I mean, even back then, like, and it wasn't like, you know, any any of those breweries were making, like, absolute garbage beer that nobody wanted anything to do with. So you're already starting to deal with that local mentality of, you know, these people that are getting into this craft beer scene and, oh, hey, I've got a local spot to me? Cool. I didn't know that. And, yeah, so I could imagine if your beer was middling back then how hard the struggle probably had to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, like on one hand, like I hate to see it, but on the other hand, I, you know, again, they weren't here in the market, so it's not like I'm going to miss any of it, but it's still, you know, it's still a bummer. Yeah, you never like to see anywhere go, but 
on that note, are we uh, ready for break? Yes, please. Yep. All right. We'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy, Jeff. How does that work? The guy with his mouth full of beer. Seriously, let me, let me drink my beer. Dang it! It's like the waiter or waitress coming up right That's as you right. take a bite That's of right. food. How is everything? everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So um, buy to buy. Let's talk about the beer that is pretty much all wells tonight, and uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about whether or not we would spend money on this beer ever again. Would we buy it? Would we not buy it? Pretty straightforward and simple. First beer up from Southern Grist. This is their Hoppy Crisp, a dry hopped Pilsner style lager. What's um, it dry hopped with? Because it says a label. Unfiltered Pilsner style lager. Pilsner style. What's well, not brewed in Pilsen, so Fair sure, enough. accurate. Okay, okay, I see. So it's the, uh, okay, okay. Uh, Vic Secret and Nelson Salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, Two like New Zealand this? hops. I, I do like Nelson. This is hoppy. It is it is bitter. It is crispy. This is a great beer. I really like this. I would buy some of this if I saw it. Wells? Oh, man. My only regret about this beer is not buying more. Uh, there my is... only regret is I have but one beer to share for this show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I'm a big fan of New Zealand hops. You make a absolutely crisp, clean, gorgeous... I mean... Look at how clear this thing is for an unfiltered beer. Right. This is gorgeous. That's about I love as hazy it. as some of the hazy beers we have. <laughs> um, no notes. It's it's wonderful. I I love it. Absolute buy. Josh. I've had pale ales that are weaker than this. Like, yeah. what in that? What is going on here? This is fantastic. Like, they knocked this out of the park. This is damn good. Absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, as part of my new job, I made a new friend, and we did a beer trade. Um, I brought a bunch of uh, Divine Barrel Berliners, and, and okay. she brought me a, a mixture of beers that we'll be having over the next couple of shows. Nice. Uh, a bunch of them were uh, stouts and such, so it wasn't like as pressing. But um, this one is from Precarious Beer Project in Williamsburg. Yeah. Uh, this was labeled as a New Zealand pale ale with Motuka and Rakao hops. Um, what did you just call me? That's right. So it, it says here on the body, it was fermented with a yeast strain built to push the boundaries of flavor. Thialization? Yep. Um, yeah. Passion fruit, pine sap, grape leaves. I got some melon in there. Um, this is a, a super interesting beer. Um I, I don't normally like pale ales, but I'll, I'll buy this one. Wells? Big flavor for a pale ale. Mm-hmm. If, if that uh, hoppy crisp was... I mean, this is also punching above its weight class, um, yet still being very clean. Uh, let me check the date on this. Cause... I, I tried. There's no date on it. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> I dig it. Yeah, I don't love it, but I absolutely... I, 
you wouldn't turn it away. But I also really like all things stylized. So uh, well, I've this, got a beer to is... tell you about off mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 scared now. Uh, but yeah, this is a buy as well. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's two beers back to back that are put, punching way above their weight. Yeah. Of like, and I'm probably the the rare weirdo of the room that no, no, you're always the weirdo. Still enjoys like Snappa, like yep. or Dales, like those anymore are kind of my go tos if I'm at Harris Teeter because I know they're going to be fresh. But we've argued for years that Dale's Pale Ale isn't really a pale is ale. Barely a pale ale. I know, but it's still a pale ale at the end of the day. Um, man, this is right up there. Like, if I could get this on the regular, it would be in my regular rotation. Yeah. Big, huge buy. I can see that. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Southern Grist. This is Logical Fallacy. A West Coast IPA. Um, uh, uh, it's a little <laughs> hazy. I mean, it's a little, um, you know, not like hazy, hazy, but I don't know. I expect a little more West Coast in my West Coast. But, I mean... It's it's a bitter boy. Finishes clean. Yeah, I'd buy this one. Galaxy of Zaka and Centennial. Makes sense. Wells? I'm not going to buy this one. I mean, I know I brought it, but it tastes like uh, maybe their water profile is a little off. And, water uh, profile is a little off. And, and, you know, to your point, like, I like this one when it was on draft. And... Uh, you know, bought a four pack of it and just didn't, I'm not feeling the cans the same way since I'm reviewing this can. Uh, I'm just not here for it. No buy. Josh. I'm half and half. I'm half team Jeff, half team Wells on this one. I want to like it. I really do. There's just a little bit of an off puttingness and it could just be that the other two punched above their weight. Yeah. And then we got to this one and I'm just kind of like, eh, eh, eh. It's not bad. I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers, but I, I think it would have to be back there for a while also, you'd to have earn to that right. Why a can's eating crackers? But well, yeah, that, that, the, the can is sentient. All right, okay. we, that part's been established. No. Please, please don't like uh, you know Chat GBT uh, AI make up a video like they've made for the pizza commercial. Have you seen this one? No. Uh, or the 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 soda commercial. There is a beer commercial that they Chat GBT AI. Already, so yeah, yeah. Um, so can I I, can I half buy this? Like, no, okay, come on, Ryan, no buy. Okay, next beer up, Southern Grist again with Freefall. This is their Oated New England style double IPA with Strata, Modica, and Citra. I don't, I don't hate the taste of it, but I know I'm not going to enjoy it after about the first. Four to five ounces of it. I'm going to be pretty tired of it. Um, that's just where I get with a lot of New Englands, unfortunately. So it's a no buy for me. Wells, I knew I liked it for a reason. It's like, oh wow, a, a hazy IPA that Jeff doesn't like. Odds are, I probably do like it, and I do. Um, this this hits a lot of notes that I am looking for in a hazy IPA. And but the the one big one that that makes this beer kind of stand out is this is an eight point one percent. And this does not doesn't drink all like that at all. Drink like an eight point one. I put down a ten ounce pour of this. Um, a little embarrassingly fast. Very uh, tasty, easy drinking, hazy. Uh, big buy, Josh. 
you know, I'll, uh, yeah. Yeah, this uh, <clears throat> this would get me in trouble quick. Because, so, yeah, does not drink like an eight, and I would be right there with you, Wells, of pour it into my, you know, tall boy glass, and all of a sudden, wait, well, where, what, what happened? See, where are my pants? And it, like, that's what's been happening to me on, so Thursdays we go to the Buzz, and it's $2 off can day, no, it's not a commercial, and inevitably, Resident Culture, every couple of times I'm there, has a new can, and it's some, like, 10 to 12 percent that's hilarious take a picture of that it's 10 to 12 percent you know triple ipa and i sit there and i just like i pretty much down the whole thing with like no resistance and it's a pint can and i'm like there's no way i like this beer this much and then suddenly it's like oh and it's gone yeah and it's gone yeah so it surprises me you know that i enjoy those as much as i do yeah so, so yeah josh what do you think i'm absolutely buying that beer next beer up so next beer up, and, and we're laughing because Wells picked up the uh, the little uh, pitcher of water, and it left a, an <laughs> a unhappy, frowny face. Uh, an unhappy frowny face. Did it really? Come, come over here and take a look at it while I'm <laughs> That's right. impressive. So we're going to talk about Metazoa out of uh, Indianapolis. Um, and this is their beer called Hazes for Horses. Clever name that it, I'm... I'm sh- can't imagine if anybody else has done this one yet. I'm shocked. I have not heard this name before. Shocked. I and it's, you. I mean, who knows? I'm sure somebody's come up with it before. But um, this is a hazy double IPA with notes of tropical fruit. My, 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 my brothers in Christ. This is the least hazy beer that I've heard, seen claimed as hazy in a long time. Yeah, I can see my pinky through it. Like, not great, like, but I can see that, yeah, there's a pinky there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, it's fine. Um, it's fine. I, I don't, uh, I, I, if I'm there, I might have one, but I'm, I'm not taking any home. No, bye. Boss. Uh, I'm with Jeff. I, I'm just with him. This is, um, and you were there. I was there and. I got a short pour of this. We were, I'm like, I, I felt like I needed something yeah. to bring back. And of the three beers that we had, that of, we had three beers and of what was available in cans. Yes. What's the one that I wanted to at least bring back? Right. It's this. Gotcha. And even this is kind of, it's fine, but it's got like, like a phenolic, like a band-aid-y kind of taste to it that I'm just... I didn't have on draft. So okay. absolutely not buying this. It, it makes the uh, frowny face on the table. Yeah. 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 Uh, so no buy. Josh, your thoughts? You know, sometimes, and we've talked about this a thousand times on the show, of you go to a brewery, you go to a tap room, and it's the experience, right? Right. It sounded like Wells had a miserable experience at this place to begin with because it sounded like it was a dog park. It was not miserable I think I would have had more fun if the weather was better, but it was... You didn't have the best time. How about that? Yeah. Okay. So him bringing that beer on the show, like, oh, I had this beer at the brewery, and it was amazing, and it was a fun experience, and then you have it on, you know, outside of the tap room and in a can. This is just bad. Like... (laughs) It's not bad. It just... No, it's it's not good. It's 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 just not good either. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, it's mid. It's not even, I would call it low, not even mid. Uh, quit trying to be cool. 
FR, FR. <laughs> no cap. Fellow kids. <laughs> Final beer up, please. Yes, no cap, fellow kids. Barely. So, and so, we have a title. From Untitled Art in collaboration with Angry Chair. All right, so let's talk about that for just one quick hot second. Um, Untitled Art, makers of very expensive, extremely caloric, um, heavy beers. Yes. And then Angry Chair, you know, the Florida brewery that's like, that's not enough. Put more in. (laughs) Sugar in water. (laughs) Sugar. More. 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 Um, they came together and, and made a beer called uh, Midnight Toffee Stout, and this is the barrel-aged version of it, um, at a nice and light 14.9% alcohol. Jeebus! It's a barrel-aged imperial stout with brown sugar, Belgian candy syrup, natural and artificial flavors. Um, so, so... First couple sips of this, I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Wells was complaining about it. I don't understand. Like, I kind of like this. I like the toffee in it. I, you know, like there's like a, like a, the brown, I thought at first it might've been maple, but now I see it's like brown sugars, which, okay, I get it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not bad. I, I like this. And then I went back for a little more and I'm like, hmm, I don't know that I like this as much as I thought I liked it. And now I'm sitting here talking about it and I can like, it's still in my mouth. It won't leave. And I'm looking at this beer as a 16-ounce beer. You want to talk about an occasion where a 12-ounce would have been great. Yeah. Or even better, why can't we do those 8-ounce cans? Those are so fun. Little stubbies. Little stubbies are so fun. This could have used a stubby. Um, Wells was telling us off mic about the sticker shock on this. Well, I'll I'll tell about it in a minute. But yeah, I'm going to save that for you. Uh, This is a fun enough beer if you're at a bottle share um, or if you're out with your buddies getting ready to go to a bottle share and you see this, point it to one of your friends, the one that has the most money, and say, hey, go, go. That, that, I heard that's really good. The, the, the crap beer cast guys were talking about that beer and said it'd be good for a bottle share. Because it is. It's great for a bottle share. I just kid, I would never finish this whole can. So, no, bye. Well, I was uh, on my weekly beer purchase, whatever, when I ran across a two-pack of this, and I didn't really pay much attention to how much that cost. Uh, so when I got home and I saw the price of like $24 for a two-pack, I started to experience a little buyer's remorse, sticker shock, whatever. But you know what's going to make me feel better? Drinking one of these 14.9% beers by myself. And for about the first third of it, I'm like, Ah, you know what? Maybe this was worth it. This is pretty good. But then quickly it turned like the first third was fun. The second third was work. And I think I just dumped out the last third of it because I just got sick and fucking tired of this. I brought it on the show because I didn't think it was a bad beer. I just knew there's no way that I could share a pint of this with fewer than two other people right you, like, you need I, a third yeah I, I need three people on this and i don't even know if we're gonna pull this off so no well, we're not gonna try either I mean, it's it's a lot i i just don't drink like this anymore it's it's too much there's nothing wrong with it it's it's just a lot but i'm still gonna know by it what i find interesting is is the close like so we were talking off mic about this compared to the revolution beers we have, because they are also in that 14 to 15 range and they also can have some very sweet adjuncts in them. But I feel like they're balanced better. 
And and they're not they, the the sweetness doesn't overstay its welcome in most cases. Maple Jacket might be one of the few that it, it can be a little tough to get through the whole can solo, but those are also twelve ounce cans. Yeah. And and again, like I just feel like. You know, are they are they just sticking to the twelve ounce form or the sixteen ounce format because it's easier? I mean, it's a black can, so I imagine they're buying those different from the rest of what they got. Blackwood. Yeah, I mean, I just. I don't know, man. It's weird. Josh, are are you buying this beer? No, of course not. But so number one, uh, who's got an insulin pump? Because I I kind of feel like I need one now. I feel dizzy. Uh, number two, like What's my foot tingling. Even with the three of us, if this was the only beer we did, I don't think we could get through that entire can, even with the three of us. I, I would need like... I would need some, hours. I would need some salt to go with this. Just to, <gasps> This thing is so fucking sweet, and I thought, as I just kind of let it sit here and warm up, the sweet... No. The sweetness got worse. Is it bad that I'm thinking this would be better cold? Yeah. Like... Wells and I do a Jeff, D a D and D. Right, it is a D and D like thing, and we'll typically share a couple of beers. And like, if he would pour me half of this, I'd hand it back to him and go, "No, I can't. I can't do this. I'm like, not falling for your tricks again, Satan. Screw me once, shame <laughs> on. Wait, hold on. No, shame this is you? just. It is so sweet, and it just doesn't stop. It is relentless about I was this close to splitting one with you the last time you were over. I'm nope. so glad you didn't cuz yeah, this is yeah. just relentlessly sweet. And it's not again, well said it, chef said it. This isn't bad at all. This is a I need a room of like five or six people. We all get a little 2 ounce pour and that's yep. all you're going to get. It's a bottle share beer. If there is no way on God's green earth I could get through a 16-ounce can of that. No way. Like, a little stubby would be a challenge. Eh, you'd be all right. But, yeah, uh, no buy. Uh, it's time for I tap that, Jeff. How does that work? Oh, uh, crap. I uh, wasn't even thinking about that. <clears throat> uh, I tap that. Uh, what's our favorite beer of the night, uh, of this episode? What's our favorite beer that we would like to have more of? Um, and uh, I think I'm going to go with the Precarious. I just really liked, just it had a lot going on for a pale ale, and you know, like, wow, I, you're tapping a pale ale. I, I know it's crazy. Like it's just really, really good. I really liked it. Wells, so a habit I started last year is keeping a running list of like my 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 top ten beers of the year. That way, I'm not like struggling the night before the exam. Uh, I I've already shortlisted that Hoppy Crisp as yeah. oh, as, a, sure. as a top ten beer of the year. Um, we'll, we'll see if it makes the final cut, but holy shit, I absolutely cannot get enough of that hoppy crisp. And I wish I was going back to Nashville for a third time in three weeks so I could pick up sore. Josh is having technical difficulties. He's having problems with his dongle. Quit playing with your did, dongle. I, which one did you tap on? The hoppy crisp. The crisp. Okay. Hoppy crisp, yeah, Southern yeah, grist. Y'all yeah, yeah, did a great yeah, job with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hit up, hit us up at, uh, Info at craftbeercast.com if you're listening to Southern Grist, and uh, let's work out it, a trade. It's contact. Contact, whatever. Contact or, or hate mail, either one works. Although, yeah, like, make sure that I reply to it and not you, because you haven't figured out how to reply back. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You're just wrong. Thank Alrighty. you. Well, Josh, what are you going to tap? Angry chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a diabetes pump full of this. Replace my insulin with that. No. 
I'm not tapping that. That's no. What are, are we dumping it? That's what Wells wants to dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dump it. That's your. You paid for it. Yeah, that was about uh, probably seven, seven to eight ounces right there. <laughs> no, about uh, half a can. No, that was twelve dollars down the drain. Right. There. <laughs> um, I've got to go with Freefall. I think that was a well-made hazy, and you know, especially with some of the hazy breweries that we have around here and you can make something that stands out that says a lot so southern grist free for all for me so right jeff on, right on. we're at the end of the show where are we at uh check us out on the interwebs go to craftbeercast.com and you can sign up for uh rss feed so that you can capture all of our pods all of them um uh, meanwhile um uh, Patreon, if you want to support us that way. Again, contact at craftbeercast.com over the emails. Uh, CBcast on the Twitters, if anybody's, if Twitter's still even a thing. Yeah. It's going to continue to be because as much as everybody complains about it, they go there to complain about it. So, you know, until somebody comes along with a better version of it that is not TikTok. Right. That's what it is. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at NPR. Or on Instagram at all the wells. Actually, you can only find me on Instagram at all the wells. Josh, where are you besides right there? Besides right here, you can find us on Reddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, throw some articles up there if you want to. Uh, probably the easiest place, honestly, anymore to reach me. Uh, that's where I tend to spend most of my time on social platforms these days. Um, we do have a Instagram that I need to make sure Wells knows the password for because he leaves the house way more than I do. I don't. Yeah, I know. And I've reset it like five times. And I Here's my problem. Give him the password, and then he still doesn't use it. So is it really a me problem, or is it a you problem? It's me. Okay. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. And we'll talk about that next show. That's fine. Speaking of next show. Uh, other than that, uh, tell a friend. Tell somebody. Uh, we've been going for eight years. We're pushing 500 episodes, so it's not like we're going away anytime soon. Uh, as long as you know the three of us continue to live in this city and this state, I think this show will continue until we just hate each other, which you know could happen tomorrow. Who knows? Other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.